Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. the show where every week we go exploring in the pursuit of awesome. You can count on us to keep you informed of all the best shiny things out there when we share our awesome of the week. In each episode, we also take your questions and bring you the answers you need to help you uncover all the awesome within your own life. My beautiful friend and regular co-host of the show, Kelly of lovewellblog.com is back with us today. We had so much fun putting together episode 11 about having an awesome summer that we wanted to do another show like that where we bring you all of our favorite tips and tricks that are making our lives a little more awesome right now. And we're going to get into that in just a minute, but we will start the way we always do with our awesome of the week. So Kelly, what do you have for us this week? I have a great awesome that really is almost more of an awesome of the summer or an awesome of the year. Ooh, I like it. Because, yeah, it's really something that I was just making a menu plan the other day, and I thought, there is a a recipe that shows up on my menu plan all the time. And I like to cook, so I like to switch it up. But this is such a standby in my life. It's so awesome for those days when you just want to have a good meal and you don't have time to cook and deal with it. So it is slow cooker salsa chicken tacos. Okay. I love anything with a slow cooker. That is a huge staple of awesome in my kitchen for sure. And even in the summer, I think it's a wonderful thing to have because tacos is one of those meals that's seasonless, at least in my house. (laughs) We could eat tacos in the winter on a really cold day and in the summer on a really hot day. And it is a slow cooker. So if it's hot and you don't want to cook because the oven is going to heat your house, You can throw that in no matter what. It's just one of those really easy, simple meals. And here's a little thing. I actually gave this recipe to the Sorta Awesome Facebook group because we were talking one time about what's one of your go-to meals. Like for people who are struggling with menu planning or just feeling like they're in a rut, what would be something that you would recommend? This is my hands-down recommendation. So I thought we need to share this with the whole audience. So it is seven ingredients. I mean, it could not be simpler. You can whip it up. You know, sometimes the slow cooker meal can take more work than you really think it should take. Well, yeah, those ones that have a lot of prep on the front end, I'm like, this is not helpful to me. This is not why I'm using my slow cooker. Exactly. When they're like, well, first you need to brown the meat, then you need to cook the vegetables, and then you need to cook a sauce down and then put it in the slow cooker. I'm like, well, by that point, I've made the meal. I am like, I will pass on that. Give me the easy that I just throw it all in there. So let's hear it. So this is seven ingredients. What you need are boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Okay. You can get them in a big pack at Costco. That's what I do. And I will say right now, I am not a chicken thigh person. I like white meat and not dark meat. So that turned me off a little bit the first time I read this recipe. But I would urge you, if you feel like me, to overcome your hesitation and go with this because these shred so perfectly and it really does add, I probably do the moisture to the meal. I don't know. I'm not a, a no, cook it, like a scientist. It definitely, but. it definitely does because that I love... I love chicken thighs. I'm okay. I'm the total opposite of you. I do not like the chicken breasts. I feel like they're too dry. But those right. chicken thighs are so fatty, and they really do shred so easily. So perfect. exactly. 
So yeah. just I like hold my nose a little bit when I'm taking out of the package <laughs> and like throwing them in. You know, it's it's not a pretty picture when you first stir everything right. up, you know, in the slow cooker. It's like, well, that looks very disgusting, but I promise <laughs> that it will be good in the end. So what you need is boneless, skinless chicken thighs, um, minced jarred garlic, you know, the kind that you can get in the grocery store that's already cut up. Right. So yes. you just, I mean, that's a spoonful, you know. I mean, there's exact measurements. I will, we can link to that. It's on my blog, but we can link to it in the show notes. But um, you need salsa. Um, here's the one maybe tricky thing if you're not a big cook is you need chipotle chillos and adobo sauce. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody say on Facebook this last week, they were kind of joking saying, I'm not a cook and half the recipes that I find online have this chipotle. I don't even know what you people are talking about. I don't even know where to find that in a grocery store. Oh my goodness. So That's funny. if you don't know this, and I suspect you probably do. I know exactly where to find them. <laughs> yes. A staple of Southwest sort of cooking, but yes. it is in the Mexican food aisle. If you go to any grocery store, I can even get it in Super Target, you know, yeah. not a, just mm-hmm. a grocery, grocery store. They're going to have it. Ask somebody. It's a small can of peppers and this very smoky, rich adobo sauce. It's wonderful. So you put in some of those, you just dice them up and then it's chili powder, salt, and pepper. Boom. You can put this together in five minutes. You turn it on you know, eight hours all day, even four hours if you don't have that much time. By the time they're done, the whole house smells like heaven. Ooh, I bet. And then you just shred them. I mean, you can take a, you can stick a fork in there and just stir it around and they just fall apart into, you know, shredded taco meat. Right. So now you have this really flavorful chicken taco meat and you can do anything with it. And I think that's probably my favorite thing. I like to double the recipe because my kids like it. We can make tacos, you can make um, burritos, you can make burrito bowls, you can make a taco salad. You know, you've got that meat there then that you can do anything with. Yes. Um, my kids even will take it to school for lunch. Like they will kind of make a burrito bowl. We'll put rice and beans and taco meat in a, in a thermos. That is a great idea. I'm always yes. trying to find non-sandwich things to send in lunches. I would not have thought of doing a burrito bowl style lunch, but that is such a good idea. Yeah, I have kids who don't like sandwiches. So we're always looking for, like you said, non-sandwichy lunches. And so if you can make a double batch of this, you can even stick some in the freezer for a night when whatever, you know, sports schedules or homework has just gotten out of hand, your life has gotten out of hand. Um, And it's just so easy to put together on the front end. It tastes so good on the back end. It is absolutely a sort of awesome sort of thing. Love it. That is fantastic. It does seem a little counterintuitive to be thinking about crockpot dishes in the summer because we usually associate that with something like deep and hearty for the fall and winter. But I am telling you, I use it all the time in the summer because you want something that you can just pop in there and then just go about your day and enjoy whatever, if you're outside or at the zoo all day or whatever, you have something that you can come home to that's ready to eat. So Exactly. And I fought the slow cooker trend for a while because in the winter, I live again in Minnesota. It's cold. And so I did not mind throwing something in the oven for half the day to cook. And I'm like, I don't need a slow cooker. So I was slow to adopt this. But once I realized the genius of it, and especially in the summer that I don't have to have my oven on half the day, so I can just do it. Like you said, I love to cook in the summer. Like I always have these kind of fantasies. A few years ago, reality started to catch up with my fantasies, (laughs) which was, you know, summer, you got all this fresh produce. I want to grill. I want to make burgers, you know, all this stuff. But you know what? All that stuff takes prep. Prep work in time. So yes. then I'm outside or I've been at the beach with my kids or, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden I get home and I'm like, well, I was going to make burgers, but now I have to shape the burgers. We have to grill the burgers. I have to cut up all the produce to make that fresh salad. We have to husk the corn. Oh, my word. And then we're not eating until 830. So, you know, it's okay to do that a few times, but I have fallen back in love with my slow cooker in the summer and especially these tacos. I swear I probably make them, my kids, <laughs> because of the Lego movie, like, we can't have tacos if it's not a Tuesday. <laughs> but if it's a Tuesday and we don't have tacos, it's a very bad Tuesday. They're like, Mom, it's Taco Tuesday. What do you, what do you mean Tuesday. we're having spaghetti? Yes. So we eat tacos a lot on Tuesdays. Okay. I love it. And I'm actually so glad that you mentioned that you had shared that in the Hangout group. Just as a reminder, if you'd like to find our community on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash group slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. And 
Kelly's right. I mean, we definitely do talk about the show every week. Everybody gets to share their awesome Mm -hmm. of the week. And we talk about topics on the show. But the great thing that I just love about the community is that we are all the time problem solving for each other. What are you having for dinner? Where are you doing back to school shopping for your kids' clothes? Just all kinds of things get discussed in there. It's such a positive, helpful, supportive community. I love it so much. It really could be an awesome of the week, honestly. I haven't made it an awesome of the week yet. But yeah, we talk about, hey, what are you having for dinner? And and share all kinds of good recipes in there. So fantastic. Okay, well, my awesome of the week is similar to something that I have shared recently on episode 21, uh, the last show that I did with Rebecca. That was the one where we talked about the awesome of YouTube. My awesome of the week was an email newsletter called The Skim, which brings you your news in bite-sized portions every day, which it's still completely awesome to me. I love it so much. But I wanted to share something that's on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to email newsletters. This one I have been loving, but it is just for fun. It is called Two Bossy Dames. You can, I'm just going to tell you right now, you can sign up for it by going to (laughs) tinyletter.com slash two bossy dames. And that's not us, just to let you know. No. I mean, we are bossy dames. <laughs> we can but, be bossy. <laughs> but this is not our newsletter. No, it's actually, it's a really fun newsletter from two women. I I heard about it because one of the writers of the newsletter is a woman named Margaret H. Willison, who is a very frequent panelist on Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is an NPR production. It's one of my very first favorite podcasts. I have such fond feelings for Pop Culture culture happy hour because it was one of the first I listened to regularly. It's so interesting, so fun. Well, Margaret Willison is on there often. And so she had mentioned it or Linda Holmes mentioned it on the show. I can't remember. And that is how I found the newsletter. But it's a joint project between Margaret Willison and another young woman named... Uh, Sophie Brookover. They refer to themselves as Dame Margaret and Dame Sophie. <laughs> and they are just so much fun. They And they also have a Twitter account. You can check out their Twitter account if you want to, to kind of get a feel for uh, what kinds of stuff they're into, because that is what makes up the bulk of their newsletter each week. You know, Kelly, when you and I were both blogging regularly, one thing that I always loved when people would do is create link lists. You know, just kind of like what you're yep. into, um, Laura, our co-host Laura, does a terrific one each week that's just simply called Friday Links, but she always has great stuff. She does. In her link list. It's one of my favorite that I always actually look forward to every Friday. Well, that's the idea behind the Two Bossy Dames newsletter is they collect all of this great stuff from around the internet. And it's stuff that I would never come across. Everything from long-form essays on on, you know, really deep introspections on um, TV shows or music, Um, everything from like thinking about uh, Mariah Carey's influence on pop music to uh, fashion projects that are going on. I mean, it is just a huge smattering of things that I would never find. I cannot imagine how many hours it takes them to put these newsletters together each week. Because having done a few link lists in my life, I used to do a regular feature on Sort of Crunchy called What I'm Into, which was so much fun and I love doing it. But oh my goodness, it took a long time to put those together. It does. Just to research. And you want to, yeah. like you said, have a list that isn't just things that everybody knows about or has already read. Yes. So that's a very interesting, did you say it's a weekly newsletter? It's a weekly newsletter. It comes okay. out every Friday evening when you go to sign up um, at, again, it's tinyletter.com slash two bossy dames. And I'll put that in the show notes, of course. Um, but you will see that they describe it as cultural I can't even say the word, cultural recommendations and commentary every Friday evening. I usually read it on Saturday mornings. Um, It says GIFs aplenty, and they are the masters of the well-placed GIF. They're fantastic at it. And it's just so much fun. I will tell you that they are younger women. They're younger than us. They're in their 20s. So 
another thing that I love about it is it makes me feel like not such an old fuddy dud <laughs> that's totally out oh, of the loop on things. That's what people mean when they say that. That's what that is. Yes, exactly. I love that. Signing up now. Yes, yes. It's a very fun, very um, girl positive, very woman positive, maybe even a slightly feminist um, feel to it, but just totally fun commentary on everything that's going on in pop culture um, right now, but with just such a fun and sassy spin on it. And again, it's just, it's, it's right there in your inbox. And so Saturday mornings, I love to open it up and see what they have found to share for the week. So it has been a very awesome thing in my life for a couple of months now, and I've been meaning to mention it. And this just seemed like a great week to talk about it. Great. Well, like I said, I really will sign up because that sounds, I I loved the skim. I thought that was such a smart idea. And so, like you said, like on the other side of it, but just to have somebody else, somebody else's eyes, we can't take in all of the media out there. So somebody else highlighting and saying, hey, you probably haven't seen this, but it's really interesting. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, we are going to move on now. Now, normally we would be taking a listener question or two during this part of the show, but Kelly and I were talking about just kind of brainstorming some ideas of what we could do. Kelly is still on summer break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My kids went back to school at the beginning of August, but Kelly's still in summer mode, and we were just kind of talking tossing ideas around. And um, actually, Kelly came up with the idea of sharing some just tips and tricks that we are really digging right now that are just making our lives either a little bit more fun or a little easier. Just anything that we have been thinking about that we wanted to share with you. So we each have put together a list of five things to be aware of, maybe something that you've never heard of before, maybe a new use for something that you've been using for a long time. And so we are going to go ahead and get started with that. We're just going to kind of go through our list and share some of these tips and tricks with you. And Kelly, I know you have a great one to get us started off with. I do. So this one has, it requires a little backstory. Okay. Um, I am completely addicted to my morning smoothie. I tend to get in ruts for breakfast. For probably five years, I ate Kashi's Goline cereal. Like every morning without fail, needed to have it, had to have berries. Yes. Like if I didn't have it, it was one of those things I actually would run out to the grocery store and buy pronto because it was just, it was a habit. So for the last couple of years, I've gotten into a smoothie kick and it's the same thing every morning. People say, oh, what kinds of smoothies do you make? I'm like, I'm not that inventive when I get up. I'm not a morning person. It's the same thing. It's spinach, it's mixed berries and orange juice. I hit start, you know, done. And and I get to start the day feeling virtuous because uh-huh. I had veggies for breakfast. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. I truly like it, but it does make me feel good too. Kind of feels like I start the day with a gold star. Yes. So a few weeks ago, that meant that every day, you know, I'm just washing out my blender jar. I dropped my blender jar in my sink and it shattered. Oh, tragedy. It was glass, yeah. which is good. You know, like they say, glass. But still, I went, I was like, ah, went on Amazon or wherever to see if I could order a replacement and it cost almost as much as a new blender oh. to replace the stupid jar. So uh, then I went, okay, fine. Maybe I will do some research on if I'm going to spend that much to replace just the jar. What other blenders are out there? I don't have the money for, oh, what's the blender that everybody swears by? Vitamix. Vitamix. I don't have the money for a Vitamix. <laughs> but yes, look at you. The holy you grail. I do not have one. I'm okay. like you. I'm like... I love the idea of having a Vitamix, and I love the idea that if we had one, we would actually do more juicing and smoothies, but I just am grounded just enough in reality to know that would never (laughs) happen, and then we'd have this enormously expensive Vitamix that just made us feel bad about ourselves every day. (laughs) It's just like a guilt trip on your counter. Who needs that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So I started to do some research and I came across the Ninja, which I'd heard of. It's a Ninja blender. It's kind of cool because it has all of the blades all down the center rotor. So it's not just blades at the bottom. So theoretically, it does a really good job. Um, And I just happened to kind of catch it at a time. You know how prices can go on Amazon and we're Amazon Prime members, so I do a lot of shopping on Amazon, um, where they were running a lot of deals on it. So it wasn't that much more than buying a new jar for my existing blender. So that's what I went with. I ended up getting a Ninja blender, and it came with two single-serve cups that you can, it has a special blender attachment that attaches right onto the cup. So you can put your smoothie ingredients in this single-serve cup, snap on a little blender attachment, blend it right on the Ninja blender so it's not in the big sleeve and then take it off and you just rinse off 
the attachment, put a lid on its place, and you're good to go. That is very fancy and very convenient. I love and it. And I didn't. Really, initially, I was kind of like, I have cups. Do I really need like, you know, but it was almost the same price the day I was ordering it. And I have to tell you, that has been the coolest thing. And (laughs) not only is it cool for me, my kids think it's cool. I bet they do. So now they're like, I want to make a smoothie. I want to make a smoothie. So they're making smoothies when they're hungry. And I kind of help them with it, especially the little kids. You know, everything is sharp. But they love, they're having fun coming up with new flavor combinations um, things they can put in. So the next week we had to go back to Costco and buy a bunch of other fruit, you know, that they could put in the blender that was frozen or whatever. Um, and they just had so much fun with it. It has been a worthwhile investment. And I do not ever say that lightly. Okay. Um, it blends wonderfully. The few times I have made a pitcher of something, um, it just does a great job. But especially those little smoothie cups, if you're trying to get your kids to have more fruits and vegetables, you're trying to get you. I was going to say, or yourself, <laughs> in my to case. To have more fruits and vegetables. <laughs> It's such an easy way to do it. And you can, you know, it's quick in the morning, especially if you're trying to get out the door to work or whatever. You've got this smoothie. You can make it in the same cup that you're going to take it in. So there's less cleaning up. It's just really easy. It's been a fun discovery this summer that I did not expect. That is fantastic. And so it's just called the the Ninja. I mean, we'll put a link in the show notes for sure. But the Ninja, is there any special, like, just the Ninja? It's just the Ninja Blender. It comes with all sorts of different packages. So that's the one thing that it took me a while to research because it can come with just the blender or with a single serve cups or with a smaller blender. Maybe you want like a food processor attachment. So there's all these packages. Even like Target offers their own special one and Walmart offers their own special, you know, Ninja package. So you really just have to go out there and shop and see what the prices are because everybody's always price adjusting and see what's the best fit for your family. But this is what was the best fit for our family. And it's been fabulous. Okay, the ninja. All right. My first one is a helpful around the house tip that maybe I might be one of the last people on earth who knows about it. I don't know. I have never heard anybody talk about this particular laundry related thing, which I know is a little bit boring, but but especially in the summer when people are out and active and you get grass stains on yourself or you, I don't know. You're out on your boat and you spill coffee mm-hmm. on yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on your yacht. On your and you yacht. You spill champagne. <laughs> that the beads um, spilled on you. Yes, exactly. Um, summer is a time that I think about stain removal a lot, really, because especially my kids are outside playing, the twins are outside playing all the time. We have that infamous red dirt in Oklahoma that is a terrible headache to get out of clothes. Also, so my girls wear uniforms to school, they can wear their uniform tops can be white, navy, or maroon. Well, Daisy only likes the navy ones, which is great because navy is fantastic at hiding stains. But Eliza Joy loves the white uniform top, and that's all she'll wear. By the end of each year, I basically, I just throw away her uniform tops because they are trashed because I am basically terrible at stain removal. (laughs) It's just one of those like detail things that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have time for this. Uh-huh. I get that. But I have a really good friend here in town. Her name's Stephanie. And she told me, she was like, I, this is going to be our most boring conversation ever. But um, <laughs> I want to talk to you about stay people. <laughs> this just sounds like a commercial. I know. It does. You know, the, the women sitting around in a perfectly clean house with their coffee. And they're like, so... <laughs> I'm going to talk about stain removal, but it really happened in your your case. I love it. It really did happen. We really did talk about stain removal because she, although she is an ENFP like us, she is like super into stain removal, like really, really, uh, I mean, she's a rock star when it comes to stain removal stuff. So uh, she was like, but I have found this new, I know, like who, (laughs) Stephanie's listening right now, like, thanks. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that (laughs) you- She needs a plaque. Yes. Rockstar stain removal. She can hang it in her laundry room. Yes. Um, She's like, I want to tell you about the stain removal stuff because she's like, this is the best I've ever found. And I am totally taking her word for it because she, she actually went through the whole litany of other things that she has tried, but she's like, you have to try this kind. It's called Carbona. Have you ever used this? I have. Okay. Don't even feel like I've heard of it. Okay, I'm so glad it's not just me. I, f- I genuinely feel like maybe maybe this is like something everybody knows, but I'm telling you, this is a fantastic tip for stain removal. So Carbona is a line of stain removal products. And what they have done, instead of just like your spray and wash or whatever other kinds of shout, you know, that you just spray on there, 
that's sort of supposed to be sort of one-size-fits-all stain removal. What Carbona does is they have separated out their different formulas for stain removal based on what the stain is. So they right. actually, they have a whole line of them. There's nine different products for stain removal. I went to our local Walmart and found them in the laundry aisle. Um, if you do not find them in your local laundry aisle, I know for sure you can order them on Amazon. In fact, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the whole set that you can get on Amazon. It's a little bit cheaper at Walmart, but if you don't have a Walmart close by or, or if your local whatever big box or grocery store doesn't carry them, um, you can definitely find them on there. But so they have them separated out into like wine, tea, and coffee is one stain removal. Um, grass, dirt, and makeup. Who knew that those would be so related? But that's another one. Um, there's one that's just for chocolate. There's one that's just for cooking oils and fats, which frankly, I manage to get on myself all the time when I am uh, cooking. And then I'll, you know, just, I mean, I should, I should be like a kid and have on like, <laughs> like a huge apron, um, or turn one of Kyle's old shirts inside out. Like you used to when you're a kid and you're painting at the easel at school. <laughs> like that's, Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. That's how, that's my approach to cooking. So anyway, they specifically target the kind of stain that you need to get out. They're super cheap. And I have had two shirts of the boys, down in the laundry room that I have not wanted to run through the dryer. I've been working on getting stains out of them. Finally picked up some Carbona, put the the kind that's for grass and dirt on there, ran them through the wash. They came out pristine. I was like, <gasps> I'm a believer. I am a believer. So I know this is like super boring, but let's face it. If you, mm-hmm. ha- if you wear clothes, you have to think about stain <laughs> removal sometimes. So I know it's not the most exciting thing we've ever covered on Sorta Awesome, but it is an awesome tip for getting your laundry to look nice when it comes out of the laundry. So Carbona stain removers, stain yep. removers I will pop a link into the show notes for you. Everybody has to do laundry. Everybody. That's the thing. Yes. So it's not something you can really get away from unless you're just, you know, filthy rich, I suppose. You could send it all out and never have to do it yourself. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, <laughs> it's just one of those facts of life. So that's a good one. That's a good one. I would definitely check that one out. Okay, so my second one is, so speaking of, we, we're like big hitmen here for Amazon. We're all about the Amazon, are we not? Um, so we need to get them to be sponsors of the show, I think. Apparently, yes. So you mentioned that we still have three weeks of summer to go, but you guys have been back in school for a couple of weeks already, right? Yes, the, my girls went back in, on the first Monday of the month, yeah. In fact, that's an interesting question. So before I get to my, my thing, we always start, so it's kind of this lore, lore, excuse me, of Minnesota. We always start after Labor Day because it's the state law. Um, And that's partly because the state fair, the Minnesota State Fair, which is huge and a huge economic thing and a lot of kids work for 4-H, all this stuff, is the 10 days before Labor Day. And also just because summer is such a big thing, it's a lot of tourism um, in the state. And so kids that work those jobs, so to start back before Labor Day, they said, you know, these kids that work at the state fair, that work, um, you know, at the golf courses or at the um, resorts where people boat and fish, like we cannot send them back to school early. So this year, because Labor Day is so late, there are a lot of districts in Minnesota that are starting the week before. So on August 31st, Mm. um, you have to get permission from the state legislature for that or like file paperwork to do it. It's not something that you can just decide. It has to get approval. So it's a pain. So we always start in September. So I remember when your girls started and you were probably one of the earliest I saw. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of friends are starting back last week, this week. You know, it's a little, it's like, it seems like it's more... Do you feel like it's everybody starts at different times these days than when we were kids? Well, it's interesting that you say that because, okay, so when my girls went back on August 3rd, which granted, that's that's fairly early. That's just the way Oklahoma City schools run. Um, we That's just the way the calendar works. Um, we have longer breaks through the year, but we start earlier. Um, but so when, you know, I put their little back to school picture on Instagram and on Facebook, and I had a lot of friends who were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's so early. How can you stand it? It's too early. Which always strikes me as a little funny because growing up in Oklahoma, we always started in August. Like August has always been back to school for us. Now, maybe not the first Monday of the month. It's usually sort of the middle, maybe a little later on into August, but it has always been 
back to school month. However, growing up as a kid, when I would read, you know, kids novels or whatever, and people would talk about going back to school after Labor Day, I did think, well, that's funny. I wonder what that's about. But now I know a little bit more of the story of, you know, I think that part of it, I do think that in the South and maybe the Southwest, Mm -hmm. where summers are just really, they can get really intense. Like August is the most intense heat for Oklahoma, for sure. July's pretty hot, but August can be really unbearable sometimes. So um, I think that traditionally, it's just been a matter of, well, I mean, it's really too hot to even do anything enjoyable Mm -hmm. outside right now Mm -hmm. anyway. So we may as well have the kids go back to school. And then we always got out the middle of May. And so May and June in Oklahoma are gorgeous. It's so beautiful and you can do lots of things outside. So I think, yeah, in the South where summer can be pretty intense in August and September, it's not unusual to go back in August and then get out earlier. Whereas when uh, when my parents moved to Pennsylvania when I was a senior in high school, my younger siblings all went to school in Pennsylvania. They went on into June, but it was still cool in May, like my mm-hmm. sister went to prom in May one year and it snowed on her prom in May, which is very crazy to me. <laughs> I wish I could say that's never happened in Minnesota, but that's happened in Minnesota. So yeah, <laughs> so, I get yeah, that. It makes sense then, you know, just based on when that beautiful summer weather hits that I guess that's, right. I guess that plays a big role in these back to school days. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the interesting things, and this is, again, you know, as you get to know people around the country, it's so fascinating to me, these cultural things that you just don't know until you start comparing stories. Most schools in Minnesota don't have air conditioning. Because oh my gosh, that's so weird. <laughs> I know, and that's what my friend was like. Are, are, like my mind is just blown. Like, psh, it's just all over. What do you mean? What What do you mean? And she lives in Texas, yeah. so she's like, what, "What do you mean you don't you don't have air conditioning?" I'm like, "Well, we go to school in September. September, and through like you said, kind of the beginning. You know, it's like June sixth to the tenth usually when we're out. Um, it is. We'll have a few hot days in there, but it's just not enough to warrant air conditioning. Oh so I think that for us you know, starting school earlier, like it, it does make sense. And it does make sense that everybody does start to say, Hey, why are we doing this? You know, not anybody farms anymore. And like you said, for us, um, August is a great month, but for you, you're like, we might as well go back to school. Cause we're just sitting around bored and, you know, getting on each other's nerves. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So that's, sorry, people side note. I'm just very curious about it's, all of that. And I think it's, it's interesting. interesting. It is. So my tip is actually about school supply shopping. So obviously if your kids are back in school, this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but maybe tuck it away for next year. What I have found. So I, this fall will have all of my kids in school, all four of my kids, and they will range in age, high school, middle school, second grade, kindergarten. So I have a lot of different supply lists and that sort of thing that we need. I went to Target and looked for what I need, but then the things that I couldn't find or the things that were already sold out, instead of driving myself crazy, which I used to do, driving you know to a different Target or checking Walmart, or my sister will find some really good deals at you know, Office Max or Office Depot, I went to Amazon and ordered them on Amazon. And sometimes that does not price compare at all. It doesn't justify. But I will tell you, there were a lot of things, especially if it was on sale that week at Target and Target was sold out. I could get it on Amazon for the exact same price and bada bing, bada bing, boom, it showed up at my front door for two days. And two days later, I was done yes. with school shopping. Yeah. So all the little random things, especially like an English Spanish dictionary, you know, things that I'm like, ah, I don't even know where to get that. <laughs> my, I had a kindergartner who used to need smelly markers, you know, like the kind that have the scent. <laughs> ah! You know, so instead of making myself crazy, now I just go to Amazon and order those little things, specific calculators, whatever your kids might need. It, it's really, it was so nice to think, ah, if I can't find it in the store, I'm not going to make myself crazy for the next three weeks and drive all over. And I'm just going to do that. That is basically how I live my life. If I can't find it, I'm just going to go to Amazon. And sometimes I go to Amazon first. <laughs> yes, because you don't have to leave the house. Exactly. And I don't have to take my kids, especially in the summer. Yes. You know, not to have to schlep anybody anywhere. Right. Exactly. That's worth something. Exactly. Okay. That is so good to know. Um, I also have done that before. We didn't do that this year, but in the past, I have just like ordered almost everything from there. And again, you have to weigh out. Sometimes the price is not as fantastic. Some people are like really good 
back to school bargain sleuths and just they find the rock bottom that you can get the get that thing for and I'm not great at that <laughs> mostly because like mostly because I'm the idiot out there like the day before school starts like okay here's our list let's go <laughs> like everything's all picked over and sold out I just don't have the patience. Like my sister is so good. She was calling me going, pencils are on sale this week at Office Depot. And it was like middle of July. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not even thinking about school supplies. Like I just, I want to kind of one stop shop this and be done. And she's a really good bargain shopper. So yeah, you kind of have to know your shopping personality when it comes even to school supplies. Right. Um, okay, well, moving on, my second one also has an Amazon connection. I swear we did not do this on purpose. This is not the Amazon show. Although, yeah, oh. Jeff, call us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazon does bring a lot of awesome to my life, but this is not just solely available on Amazon. So, my second one is I'm telling you, I am loving the return of Palazzo pants. I may be a little bit late to this trend. However, I proudly and lovingly wore them in the 90s when they first came around. But I picked up a couple of pairs over the summer when I was trying to decide what to wear to my 20-year class reunion that was in June. I was thinking about either doing a dress or um, something or maybe do plazo pants and a t-shirt. Our reunion was super casual. So I picked up a couple of pairs. I did actually find them on Amazon, although they are all over the place. And... I have to say, these are amazing if you enjoy a casual approach to your clothes throughout the day, because they look dressy on, but they are super comfortable. I would even go so far as to say the pairs that I picked up are even more comfortable than yoga pants, but you go out in public. I know, I know it is the kind I got are very lightweight, so I don't even know if they would make it into okay. the next season, but they're perfect in the summer. You and I have talked about, I don't really like to wear shorts. Um, I really don't like to wear jeans. So I'm always on the lookout for things that are comfortable, but that don't, that I'm, so I'm not just wearing yoga pants every day of the week. So these Palazzo pants have been amazing because I throw them on with a, with a t-shirt and, you know, like some kind of chunky necklace or something like that, put my makeup on. The other day I had on this actual outfit that I'm wearing right now, just a black t-shirt, some plaza pants, uh, my favorite necklace, went up to pick um, Eliza up after school. And she was like, mom, why are you all dressed up? Are we going somewhere? <laughs> but That's really, so I wasn't, I didn't feel dressed. I mean, I looked dressy, but I didn't, wasn't like, didn't intend to look all dressed up, but it, you look more put together, I guess. And they're just so so comfortable. So I will throw a link in the show notes to the ones I specifically bought. I've noticed that in some of the more like mainstream brands like uh, Banana Republic, J. Crew, uh, you're not going to see actual Palazzo pants, but they do. I think that wide leg pants and flares are back on trend, which I'm always a huge fan of that. I, those fit my body type really well. So I'm really excited about that. But this is my tip to you, especially moms, if you are not into, you know, putting together a whole polished outfit every day, but you want something a little dressier than yoga pants, check out some Palazzo pants. Take my word for it. They are a very good thing. And they go all the way down to your ankle, right? These are not culottes, which are also back. Culottes are on trend too. I'm not going to wear those. I'm just going to make it clear. (laughs) (laughs) but these are not these do they go all the way to the ankle they're very loose and flowy and just really uh really easy to wear but again make you look like you put a little effort into the day so i'm loving them that's my tip for you that's a really good one i need that and so we'll we'll just transition right since we're talking about clothes one of my items is something that i've discovered this summer this is not necessarily a new idea but it's called thread up com. Yes. It is an online thrift store for women and children's clothes. Um, and it's really well run. I mean, really, I am not a thrift store shopper because, again, as I've already said, I am a one-stop shop girl. I'm not after a deal. I just want to get her done. You know, I want to get <laughs> yeah. in and get out. Um, but shopping this way is kind of the best of both worlds because it's thrift. You get the the prices. Um, and you know, it's green, you know, you're helping these, these clothes to get reused, but they've done kind of the hard work of putting these pictures online. Um, I can just scroll through 
and they have pretty high standards. I got into ThreadUp because I had some clothes that I was getting rid of, and they were work clothes from 10 years ago. Um, so they weren't clothes that I was going to wear anymore, but yet they weren't really things that I just wanted to um, send to Goodwill. They were Ann Taylor. They were more expensive when I bought them. So they will send you a bag, and you can send your clothes back. They say right up front, we're not going to return anything. So ah, okay. what we keep and we'll you know give you the credit for um, we'll keep and give you the credit for, and everything else just goes into their process of where they just send clothes, you know, textiles to be recycled. Okay. But I was okay with that. So I sent some clothes in. They gave me then some credit on their site. So that's when I started to shop. They have every name brand that you can think of. And like I said, I think their standards are pretty high for what's, you know, going to look good on people, what's in style. Of course, things that are not um, trashed. You know, they they will, they're very specific. It will say there's a tiny flaw in this, you know, and I've talked to people who've like, I've got this thing and it said tiny flaw. I can't find it. Um, sometimes it will say, you know, there's like the, a part of the seam or, you know, some pilling on a sweater, whatever it might be. Um, but it has been a really fun thing, especially for me, if I know the brands that I already like, and so I already know the sizes that I wear, you can even set up a shop that is just for that size, that store, that brand. And then you can go and just, you know, every few days see what's new. Um, wow. And the prices are going to be way marked down from what they would be, you know, in a store. So you can get some really nice name brand stuff. I mean, again, I have friends who are way better at looking for those deals than I am. So they'll find, you know, name brand stuff that was two, $300 and they'll get it for 30 or 40 um, Great. yeah. So, you know, whatever you need. And like I said, I haven't really shopped the kids stuff. This is about me. I was shopping my things. Yeah. Um, but... They have, you know, kids things from the different, you know, brands that hold up a little bit better. Um, so they do free shipping if you order more than $70. It's always free returns. So oh, wow. Pretty, That's helpful. Yeah, pretty low risk. I'm, I'm not a great online shopper. And like I said, I like to order things that I already know kind of my sizing. Um, but they have denim. You know, just it's a great place. It's a great place, I think, especially just to check out every few days and see what's new especially for things that are trendy or something that you want to buy that's, you know, it's a, it's a piece that you want to invest in quality-wise, whether it's denim or, you know, a cashmere sweater, but you don't want to have to spend the money that you would pay for it new in a store. Okay, thread up. Awesome. I will definitely, I will put a link in the show notes for people who want to check that out. You know, I used to do a ton of thrifting mm -hmm. for fun and because I love to find a deal before the twins were born, but it's been really hard. Uh, they are not the most patient shoppers. So I have not done hardly any <laughs> since they were born. So I am really going to check that out and see if it might work for me as well. So good to know. Okay. Well, then I'm going to totally shift gears for my third tip for you. I am going to talk a little bit about something that uh, is familiar to those of us who uh, travel in the crunchy circles and maybe even it's become so mainstream, maybe even if you are not classically crunchy, <laughs> maybe you are still aware of the fact that essential oils have become a really big part of um, what people are turning to to find a more natural approach to health and healing for various things. The company I want to mention is one that you may not be familiar with because they are a smaller company. Um, it's called Plant Therapy, and they are a small business who is really, really dedicated to providing great quality oils at really affordable prices for people. And they're just a really fantastic company. They have amazing customer service. They are a company that gives back both in their own community and to different causes around the world. They are really generous and just really founded on the idea of helping people to be as healthy as possible. I love plant therapy. They're one of the few companies that I buy almost all of my essential oils from. Well, my tip is that they have a special line of oils that are specifically made for kids. It's called their Kids Safe line. And not a lot of people, unless you've really done the deep dive into researching essential oils and how to use them, not many people may be aware that there are certain oils that should never be used with kids particularly kids under the age of 10. And it can take a long time to really research out, and especially if you're wanting to use a specific essential oil blend, 
There's a lot of responsibility in researching what specific oils are used in this blend and are all of them safe for my kids? Well, what Plant Therapy did was they worked with a man who is like the leading expert on essential oil safety and they put together this line of kids safe oils. And I wanted to talk about it now because as kids are going back to school, then guess what happens? We all start getting sick again as we are all around each other's germs. In fact, over the weekend, the twins and Kyle and I were uh, down with a virus that I'm almost positive the girls brought home. They were not quite as sick as we were, but, um, you know, just back to school time, getting into those enclosed spaces again and just everybody's germs. I don't know. So I was, I've been thinking about this because they have a couple of oils in their line that are specifically targeted at helping, you know, help boost the immune system. They have one called Germ Destroyer that helps to boost that immune system so you can fight off any bacteria that you encounter or any little viruses that you come across. Um, They also have one that's called Immune Boom. Again, same thing, boosting the immune system. And then they just have all kinds of ones that, I mean, they really understand what kind of health needs kids have. For example, they have one called Growing Pains, Oh my goodness, if you have growing kids, you know the torture of growing pains for them, Uh, waking up in the middle of the night with their legs hurting and and those types of things. And so they have an essential oil for that. They have one called A Plus Attention to help kids who are wanting to focus their Uh, you know, mental, boost their mental clarity, all kinds of ones. They have one for drifting off to sleep called Sweet Dreams to kind of help them calm down at the end of the day. So anyway, I won't read you all of them, but they have a fantastic line that are really targeted for kids two to 10. Now, any anybody, whether you're a kid or not, can benefit from them. But if you are a grown-up with kids in your life and you want to make sure that the essential oils that they're around are safe for them, then I hugely and highly recommend Plant Therapy's Kids Safe line. So again, pop a link into the show notes so you can check those out yourself. That's a really interesting one yeah. um, because I haven't thought about that. I have stayed away from essential oils a little bit because of knowing that there was some risk for kids. So I'm sure. definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. Okay, my next one is a tip that some people might think of as a trick. This has been something that I have done my whole life, and I don't really, I didn't really think it was that unusual, but I've had several friends mention it to me. So it has to do with pie crust. Oh, And people who might like to make their own. Let's okay. It. So this is, I don't even know why this isn't everywhere because it seems to make so much sense. But I feel like one of the huge problems when you're making pie crust is that you have to roll out this pie crust and put flour down and then turn it over and put flour down and then it sticks. And you're trying to get it up off of the stupid counter to put it in your pie crust or pie uh, tin or whatever. So my mom back in the day, so I've always done it this way as well, she would use saran wrap. And, ra- and roll out her pie crust between saran wraps that you didn't have to flour your counter. It's not sticking at all. So what she would do is she would wipe down the counter, you know, somehow get it wet so that the saran wrap that you put down on the, on the counter sticks so that it's not peeling up at all. So you put down a layer and then you just dump your pie crust ball out onto the top of that. And you put more saran wrap on top and you roll it out in between so that when you're ready to put it into the pie tin or dish, you just peel off the top layer, stick your hand under the bottom layer, and you can lift the whole pie crust without any extra flour. So you're keeping your crust all flaky and yummy yeah. and slap it in there and even use that to kind of position it and to push it down into the edges without any fingerprints or melting any of the butter. We all know, I'm sure those are the people who make pie crust, um, that that's something you don't want to do. You want to try to keep it cold. So anyway, it's one of those things that If you like to make pie, I feel like this time of year, this kind of late summer when the peaches are ripe and all the berries, oh my word, pie is a love language and it is a weakness. Yes. And I will make pie even if nobody else in my family wants it. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to eat the whole thing anyway. You know? So let's just be honest. So to do it that way saves so much work and so much headache. It almost ensures that if you've made your own pie crust, that it will stay yummy instead of getting so much flour in it that it becomes really tough and not so good what you want a pie crust to be. And kind of the second tip that goes with that is I have been in love with Trader Joe's pie crust for a number of years. You can get them in the frozen section if you have a Trader Joe's near you. And it's the same idea. It comes with in between. It's a, it's a big flat round of pie crust 
once you've thawed it, it is in between two plastic sheets so that you can peel one off and plop it in. And it's just saves so much work. It's really easy, foolproof pie crust that you can then fill whatever kind of, you know, yummy stuff that you want. That is fantastic. I have to tell you, I've never made my own pie crust. I'm so intimidated because it seems like there, it's like a really delicate maneuver to try to get the whole thing put together. Like you said, keep it cold and you want it to be flaky. I've never even tried. So yeah. that is really good to know. That's makes it a little less intimidating for those of us who yeah. are, <laughs> who have been. I feel like rolling it out. I feel like rolling it out is really the hardest part of a pie crust. Making it isn't that hard. It's like um, flour, salt, and then you cut in either butter or, you know, shortening. That part is easy. And just making the dough, it's the rolling out that always was hard because you had to put flour down and get it up and you have to take it off the counter. So if you can do this, you've saved half of the work of making pie crust. So give it a try. Yes. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, my fourth tip for you, and I don't know if this is a tip or a trick, but it I think is going to be awesome either way, <laughs> whatever category you want to put it in. I have to tell you, this is not one that I have tried, but I am going to try it very soon. I actually heard this from a couple of the other sort of awesome community members. They've been talking about this and it is using tart cherry juice to help promote sleep, specifically for kids, although I was doing some research last night on it, and adults absolutely can use it too. Apparently, and there's been actual scientific research and studies that show that tart cherry juice boosts melatonin levels. And so melatonin is the naturally occurring hormone that causes you to get sleepy and and, um, doze off to sleep. Also, apparently using this tart cherry juice helps kids sleep in later. If you have a chronic early riser, or if you yourself have a hard time sleeping in past a, past a certain time, this apparently helps you not only to doze off to sleep sooner, but it helps you to sleep in a little bit later. So I will put some links to some of the research on this so you can check it out for yourself. Again, I'm not a health professional. I haven't even tried this, but I do know that there are moms who are using this for kids who have had really hard time falling asleep, who are saying this has been a miracle for us. In fact, one of my friends who is an actual medical professional is using it with her kids. And she has said it's been a game changer. Um, so I think that it could be really encouraging for people who, whose kids, or again, if they themselves have a hard time with sleep, but they don't necessarily want to do anything too uh, medically based to intervene with that. I think this could be a really helpful thing to at least give a try. Um, because it is tart, <laughs> a lot of parents are mixing it either with a like a yogurt smoothie or mixing mm-hmm. it with a different kind of juice, maybe mix it with a little apple juice, put a few drops of stevia in there to kind of make it not quite so t- tart, make it a little bit more palatable. One of our sort of awesome uh, community members, Jessica, said that she even made them into popsicles for her little ones. And just like if you were taking mm. melatonin, you can have it just before bedtime. You may want to brush the teeth a little extra before bed and then give it a try, give it a week and see if it helps. I wanted to throw that out there because I know that anybody who has kids, the sleep issue is always an issue for somebody. Mm. So just throwing that out there and see if it might work for other people the way it has worked for some of our community members. So that is my fourth tip and trick, maybe trick to get people to sleep on time. <laughs> right. So now you're thinking, how can I sneak it to my kids? Yeah, I, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, I love cherry juice. So I'm going to have to check that out because I do have some kids that might benefit from that. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like we've just been all over the place? We have totally <laughs> been all over the place. It is a grab bag of awesome today. So it I is. It's like a smorgasbord. Yes, it is. Um, so my last one, again, is just going to ping pong from that to something that we have done this summer in our family that has turned out to be pretty awesome. And we have cut the cord, meaning that we just got rid of our cable. Yeah, um, welcome It's something to the that we've side. considered. <laughs> yeah, it's something we've considered for a long time. And I have been nervous to do it, just thinking, how's it really going to work? It's summer. This is when the kids are home watching TV because in our house, they're 98% of the people watching our TV was them. But I would say, especially this summer, 
because we have all these devices now, so many people have, you know, personal devices. My kids were watching not TV. They were watching Netflix and Amazon Instant Video and YouTube. So they weren't watching your traditional sort of TV. So that's what gave me the nudge to say, I think we can do this. Maybe you, and I'll just say this because I think this is actually a boon, like a feather in their cap. You have heard the horror stories of people calling to cancel their cable and the cable company, like, tries to get them to stay and then they have to get approval from other levels. Like it takes like, it's like a three hour process of them going, are you sure? Are you sure you want to cancel? Do you know how important we are? Yeah. Um, so my husband went in like fortified. You're like, he had water. He's like, I'm going to call Comcast. Oh, wish me luck. He called <laughs> and said, I want to cancel our cable. And they said, great, sir. Would you like it to be today? Or, you know, at the end of this billing cycle. And he said today, and they said, it's done. Is there anything else we can help you with? Yes. What? It was that simple. We just returned our box. Um, and so we then had, of course, we'd done the research of what kind of system we want to put in place for it. So we had gone then out and purchased because we have a lot of Apple devices in our family. Because we have a lot of Apple devices in our family, we went with an Apple TV, which seems to be the general consensus amongst the experts, PC Magazine, all the research that I did online, that if you have iPads, iPhones, a Mac at all in your house. This is the easiest way to just have a device hooked up to your monitor, to your TV that will stream things there. Now, Apple, as most people know, they are a little picky, so they do not have an app in there for Amazon. For example, they have an app for Netflix and for Hulu and for a lot of the other channels. Um, Some of the apps do require a cable subscription, so that's a little frustrating where you're like, well, the whole reason I got this is... I wanted to watch Disney XD without having to have a cable subscription. But, you know, the way we're going, I have to think, quicker than anybody really wants to acknowledge, we're going to be there where people are going to be able to pay, pick and choose instead of having to pay for a bundled deal through cable. So I think we're headed that way. But right now what we've done is just we use Netflix on the Apple TV. You can, on Apple TV at least, you can stream things from any of your devices. So if we have Amazon Instant Video playing on my iPad, they can hit a button and it instantly pops up on the TV. Just boom. Um, So anything that you can pull up on your tablet, on your iPad, on your phone, because of Apple TV, it can be instantly streamed via AirPlay, mirrored up to your TV, and everybody can watch it easily. Because what we also had was like three people crowded around the iPad <laughs> right. watching something. Yes, yes, yes. And then pushing and shoving in. Don't, you're blocking it. I didn't want you to watch. It's too loud. <laughs> so this way, we're like, oh, look, there's a big thing on the wall. You can all <laughs> see it. It's miraculous. So it has been a really fun thing to try. I think, you know, anything that's new, the kids are excited about. But what we have found is that we are missing nothing that we wouldn't already watch. And the savings are going to be huge um, because we paid that one-time fee for the Apple device or for whatever device you wanted to go with, the Roku. You know, Amazon has their own device now. There's just, they're multiplying like crazy. It's, you don't have to pay subscription fees that you aren't, we were already paying for Netflix, for example, or people are already paying for Hulu. So it's going to cost us nothing then next month. We did also go out and buy a digital antenna so that we can get local TV channels in case we don't actually watch that much of it, but we would need something. So we have the NBC, CB, CBS, and everybody that we would need, especially in case of an emergency or weather situation. But those were one-time expenses. And then from this point on, money in the bank, baby. So. Yeah. If anybody's thinking about it, I mean, there's so much good research out there. And again, everybody might have different needs, what they want to watch or what their family, what kind of devices they use. But I would just say it's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. It's turning out to be a really wonderful thing. So if you wanted to make that a tip or a trick that you wanted to apply to your life, it's, it's a good one. That is good. We also, I've talked about a couple of times in the show, we also don't have cable. I thought it was going to be a huge ordeal. We had AT&T U-verse. Um, We still have them for internet, but we had them for cable. I just, I didn't even have to talk to anyone. I just went online and click, click, click. And that was it. And it was so painless. And I'm like you, we were like, well, I mean, the kids mostly watch it, but we do watch this or that. We have not even missed it for one minute, really having cable. It's just, it's been a non-issue for us. So I think all of the different devices and apps and all of that just makes it so much easier these days to just cut that cord and go with it. Yeah. And you know, really 
and this is something I've, I've said to my kids, unless there's some show that you just have to have, you know, that your little one has to have, or you have to have, there is so much programming out there. We are living in a golden age of especially original TV programming. And if you can't get that one show, there will be another show that you love just as much right. offered on whatever you get. Um, I was reading a thing last night. They said that there are right now available 400 original scripted TV shows going on. That doesn't include wow. anything like daytime talk shows. It doesn't include reality TV, original scripted writing programming, 400. So if you watched an entire show every day, you couldn't get through all of the shows in a year. Like if you watched the entire season of Orange is the New Black today and then the entire season of Mad Men tomorrow, you would not even be able to get through all the content that's out there in one calendar year. I mean, it is a lot. So that's yeah. nice, too, is that we really have a lot to pick and choose from, and there's a lot out there. We really do. We really do. That's so fun. Um, I'm so glad you guys took the plunge and decided to do it. My last one is also related to entertainment. This is something that I could not believe after I finished recording the YouTube show with Rebecca. I could not believe I forgot to mention this. This is one of my favorite tricks with YouTube to make it just a lot more user-friendly because as I talked about on that episode, we run YouTube through our Xbox downstairs and we can also run it through an app on our uh, PlayStation. We have an old, like a PlayStation 3 in our bedroom that we run Amazon and Netflix and all of that through. Mm -hmm. So what you can do on YouTube, this was something we talked about quite a bit after that show in the Hangout community on Facebook was like, how can you make it safe for kids? And how can you make sure that they're not watching, you know, these ads for these like trailers for scary movies and right. all of that stuff. One thing that I have done that has been so helpful, especially with the twins, I don't, the girls do not use this feature as much as I have used it for the twins, but you can go into your YouTube account and build a playlist. And I have done that for the twins. I just built a playlist of the shows that they like to watch. So there's some Yo Gabba Gabba on there. So there's some Max and Ruby. There's some Peppa Pig and Ben and Holly. And what what happens then when we watch it um, through our Xbox downstairs? Now, the twins never really sit down and watch um, YouTube like on a device. They, they cannot be trusted with devices yet. Right. So they're always watching it on the big TV in the living room um, through the Xbox app. But when I start up their playlist... It plays one ad at the beginning, and that's it. So then it just moves from show to show that's on the playlist. So it's really amazing because it's like I built my own commercial-free programming <laughs> for the twins. And I can pick, and if they get bored with a, a show, if it's been on there for a long time, they're not interested anymore, I just delete that one off of the playlist, add something new. And it has been so helpful. Another way I did use it actually for the girls, they like to do some of the workout videos that are on there that are on YouTube that are specifically for kids. So I made a whole playlist of kids workout videos. Daisy likes to do more like yoga and Pilates type stuff. Eliza likes high impact, high energy like aerobics and kickboxing and stuff like that. So I built a whole playlist called kids workouts. And then when they need to do something active, we really used this in the heat of the summer before they went back to school when it was like they needed to do something active with their bodies. I'd be like, okay, go pick a workout off of YouTube and do it. And that way they're not searching who knows what. I have their pre-approved workouts that are appropriate for them, that they like, that they're familiar with, and they can just pull it up. And there you go. And again, the one thing that Daisy and I found, she wanted to do Pilates, but some of the Pilates, like even beginner Pilates that are made for grownups was a little advanced for her as a 10 year old. I found a Pilates series for kids on YouTube, and I made a whole playlist just of that. And it's called I think I named it Daisy's Pilates on there. And again, it might show an ad at the beginning, but then it just plays through one video to the next. So she can go through and do like 30 minutes. That might be three different videos, but it plays straight through with no commercials. And again, nobody's having to dig around and search and all of that. So that has been a hugely helpful trick to using YouTube and keeping it safe for kids and cutting down on the number of ads that they're exposed to on there. And I was just kicking myself that I forgot to say that on the YouTube episode, but that has been really helpful. And if you, whether or not you have kids, if you have things that you like to watch and keep track of, you can build your own playlist on there. And there you go. Oh, that is 
Fantastic. I honestly have never heard of that. I've seen playlists listed on YouTube, but I never thought of using them that way. I didn't really even know what they were. So that's that's a really good trick that I am definitely going to be using, especially for that exercise thing since we still have some summer left. Yes. That's a great idea. Great yeah. idea. Yes. So I, it's on your, you know, when you go to YouTube, it has an upper in the upper left hand screen, there's like a drop down that gives you some different choices. Mm-hmm. I think that one of those choices is to create a playlist. And then when you're watching a video, think that one of the choices, you know, there's all kinds of choices underneath that video in that right. bar. One of the choices is add to playlist and you just click a button and there you go. It's on the playlist. And then you can go into your playlists and edit. So you can move them around, like shuffle them around to where they play in a certain order. It's been really helpful. So that is yeah. my YouTube trick to make it safe and helpful for everybody who's using YouTube in your house. So good one. Good one. Yeah. Wow, we have covered a lot with our tips and tricks today. I hope that you all have found something useful that we have covered today. We would love to hear the tips and tricks that Mm -hmm. are making your life a little bit more awesome right now. You know you can always find me on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find us in our Facebook community, as I mentioned, the Sorta Awesome Hangout on Facebook. And don't forget, you can find us on Instagram now, too. We are Sorta Awesome Show on Instagram. Kelly, before we sign off, where can we find you on the internet? I am Kelly at Lovewell, spelled out, almost anywhere you can find me. That's where I am on Twitter, on Instagram, and then on Facebook, I am lovewellblog.com. Excellent. Excellent. I know Kelly would love to hear what is awesome in your Mm -hmm. life right now as well. So thank you all so much for joining us today at Sorta Awesome. Show notes for this and every episode are available at sortaawesomemegan.tumblr.com. While you're there, you can click on the Ask Us link to submit your questions for us to cover in an upcoming episode. You can also sign up for the show's newsletter, which includes extra tidbits of awesome by going to tinyletter.com slash sortaawesome. If you're enjoying the show, it would be totally awesome if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I have to give a shout out to the band Prager for allowing us to use the song Strut for our in and out music. To find out more about Prager's nasty beats and pretty chords, go to pragermusic.com. And I'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly awesome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.